The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Ballers, welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Make sure to go to hoop-ball.com. Check out all the free stuff, all the free content, all the articles, the team-specific coverage. We've got health and transactional news blurbs on the right-hand side for up-to-date information, up-to-date information for you. Lots of rapid-fire information. We got fantasy football coverage, of course, fantasy basketball. Fantasy basketball, we got some dynasty rankings that are starting to come to fruition. Summer League's given us a lot of things to look at. I did miss the Summer League play that I put out on the show yesterday. Had Charlotte minus one. They actually lost by one. So, um, but look, it was an exciting game still nonetheless. And, uh, I think we got a couple more days, three more days for the loyalty membership program before everything locks in. So why pay full price for something when you can pay a quarter or half of it? I would recommend getting over there, seeing if there's anything in our premium side that might interest you. Just know that even if it interests you a little bit and it might be something you want to kind of look into for your future, we, uh, you know, it's a value-based service and um, you can get it now before the price goes up on the 16th. Um, We got lots of different packages. You can combine DFS and fantasy if that's just your thing. You can get all of it for, you know, the HoopBall 360. So starting on the 16th, if I remember right, HoopBall 360 is now going to be $19.99. I believe it was $15.00 before this increase. So we're just kind of seeing a nice jump here in year two, and it's all because of y'all. And I really appreciate it. So keep those five-star reviews coming. Keep the promo codes churning that you hear me talk about and make sure to keep helping us grow because we get to do more and offer more and give more to you guys. And that's what's important is uh, doing this content and also doing other things for y'all, you know? Looking to give away some free money um, for my bookie signups, you know. So if you have a family member that needs a my bookie account, let's get that promo code rolling, and we'll get you guys account uh, set up, funded, and ready to roll. So football's coming up. We got some futures to talk about today. I'm going to do something a little different. We're doing futures Friday for the first half of the show. Then I'm going to break down probably five or six baseball games. There is a bunch of stuff on the card that I like. My NFL preseason unders for the first week went one and one last night, missed by a couple points in the Philly-Pittsburgh game. I think overall, the aspect of offenses trying to go from vanilla to French vanilla in preseason, you're going to see a lot of unders. I harped on it on yesterday's show, so if you want to hear more on that, you can hear me do that on yesterday's episode. All right. Just thinking here, kind of thinking where I want to start. We have also last night, we had a pretty killer night in the wager pass. And uh, Blake's hitting hot right now. I'm hitting hot right now. We're about to get Jonathan back on the team uh, from Miami. Once Florida wants to give him back to us, he's on vacation. And uh, La Liga starts today, if I remember right. It's just, there's a lot going on. La Liga, WNBA, the Commander's Cup, I believe, uh, I think is what it's called, Commissioner's Cup, something. I know it's an alliteration, and I feel bad uh, for being uneducated and trying to talk about it. But thick of WNBA is going on, Summer League, like I talked about. We only, we got less than 50 games left, if I remember right, on the baseball regular season. College football week zero lines have dropped. Tally sites got the picks ready for us to be making, so... This is, uh, wow. And ha- hey, how about that Field of Dreams game last night? Holy moly. That was a spectacle. It was beautiful. It was great. Getting to watch balls go into the corn was just phenomenal. The corn stalks swallowing them up. 
And I turned the game off a little early because I was satisfied and I shouldn't have because, well, Tim Anderson decided to hit a two run bomb to walk it off. Or as I've seen in articles so far, stock it off uh, in the bottom of the ninth for the White Sox after they blew the lead, after Liam Hendricks gave up that uh, run or two or a few. He gave up a bit. So overall, it was just phenomenal. I want one of those White Sox jerseys, their 1919 throwbacks to the Black Sox scandal. It, uh, It was a fun baseball spectacle. And if you're a fan of film and pop culture and field of dreams, baseball, any of it, it was a really nice culmination for folks that may not be huge baseball fans to enjoy, enjoy and indulge. Yeah, you can enjoy it too. Uh, but it was just phenomenal. It was really awesome. You know, the original barn, the original house, the original field, you know, constructed next to the playing field that the MLB used. Um, it was just, uh, I don't know. It was a little surreal. It was like just really cool. It was a uh, colliding of two kind of like fictional and non-fictional elements just coming together in real life. It brought pretty much like two universes together in a weird way uh, from film to real life, you know? So I want to talk some futures before I ramble on too much about the corn and the beauty spectacle of what happened in Iowa. Uh, Dyerstown or Dyersville, Dyersville. So, okay, so let's break down some of these odds for World Series favorites to win. Don't agree with a bunch of them, and I think there's a bunch of value out there. All right, New York Yankees plus 1,700, 170 to 1. No, thank you. I am, uh, they're not doing anything special, you know. I, the best pitcher they acquired at the deadline was Andrew Heaney. And look how that went last night. And if you read the wager pass article, you saw me kind of allude to that. So I'm going to also rule out the Padres at plus 1100, 110 to one. The Dodgers at plus 330 makes the most sense for me if you want an NL team, because I think the Dodgers ultimately are the team that comes out of the NL. If someone else is going to do it, my bet would be that it's going to be Milwaukee. Them at plus 850 kind of sticks out to me. But I don't think Milwaukee, I I mean, I don't know. Their offense is coming around. So this is what's been holding Milwaukee back in the postseason. Uh, I could see a Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Dodgers, ALCS, and uh, I could see it going to, or I'm sorry, NLCS, and I could see it going to six or seven games. Uh, There's a bunch of offensive output. Eduardo Escobar has been phenomenal for the Brewers since coming over. Lorenzo Cain returning from injury has been huge. Small peas and carrots, you know, small guy, but I mean, even guys like Jace Peterson. Jace Peterson's been having a couple of great days in a row now, and this team is just actually starting to just come into form. Their pitching's sharpening back up. They had a lull, but they addressed some other mid-relief issues and diversified the arms that they've got in that rotation as well as in the uh, pitching staff. So really love a Dodgers Brewers NLCS. If I had to guess San Fran at eight plus 800 Uh, look, the Red Sox plus 1600. That's telling Um, they're faltering. They are just kind of falling from grace. I think Tampa Bay is probably going to come up and get that division. Tampa Bay is plus 750 to win the world series. 75 to one. I, the, the AL is going to be so tough to get through. You've got Tampa Bay, you got Chicago, you got Houston, you got Oakland, you've got, those are the top four right there. I mean, Boston and three team, four team. Is it possible to have four teams from the AL East go? I mean, Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, Jays. Um, the AL is pretty tough. Very, very tough. The Mets, I, I, you know, I don't see the NL East, like I said, partaking in too much success in the postseason. I just really don't like that division. <laughs> um, but the Mets, plus 180 to one. You know, they're just off. You know, what would that that be? What? a dollar depending on where your zeros are at um ten dollars hundred dollars from plus 1700 to plus 1800 
hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, to the Yankees value. So Padres, they just aren't going to get it done. We saw with you Darvish, uh, it's just in someone in the discord, I can't remember who, but we got a couple of, I mean, all of our people that interact with us in discord and they're a part of that family is just phenomenal. Smart, smart, everyone in there. Oh man. I just, I keep getting distracted. Bundesliga is starting here soon too. I think Bundesliga starts today as well. Golly, it's too much. Um, I think it's kind of telling that San Diego is just falling apart. Um, so I think it's going to be the Dodgers and the Giants in that division. Oakland at plus 1,300, 130 to 1. I think there's some good value in them. Again, they're, I mean, they're going to have to – I picked Houston at the beginning of the season, before the season even started. Houston was my World Series champ. I think I'm placing my giant bets. Like if I, All right, let's say I'm going to put $10 down. Uh, these are my big bets, so to say, for my futures. $10 at plus 520 on the White Sox to win $52. Houston uh, betting 10 to win 50 on their plus 500 odds to win the World Series. I've got to try to get me some NL um, action also. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do $5 sprinkles because I think, I you know, I feel that the... I feel that the AL is going to win the World Series. I mean, it's just, there is just so many more better teams. Even if you put the Dodgers, look, if you put the Dodgers up against the White Sox, I would lean the White Sox. If you put the Dodgers against the Astros, I would lean Astros. If you put the Dodgers up against the Rays, you know, I think Dodgers would ultimately get it, but I think that would be something that would go and be very highly competitive in six or seven games. You know, you put the Brewers in there against these guys. I'm going to go ahead and go with all the AL teams. I love the Brewers. I think they're doing some good stuff this year. I love small market teams. But the fact of the matter is the AL is loaded. So it's going to be hard to pick. Um, You know, and what I may even do is just not even play the Dodgers and just play the long shot the, with the Brewers at plus 850, put five bucks there, and just roll heavy on my AL stuff and leave more money to bet with and play with as I look through other futures, like the AL and NL pennant, AL divisional, NL divisional. So let's look at those now. AL pennant, I'm looking, and I'm seeing some pretty good numbers that I like. And Houston Astros at plus 240. I mean, Chicago White Sox plus 250. I think those are the only two teams I'm going to touch because I think those are the two teams that are going to do it. My long shots that I would incorporate in there, I think only one, the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 370. I, I don't think there's enough there for me. They didn't do enough with the pitching staff. D- being down their main guy in Glasnow is huge. And uh, Oakland, I think, made more improvements at the deadline and they're set up more for postseason ball. So them at plus 650, I think that that's a decent little dark horse there. But to save bankroll, to manage bankroll and to go with the higher upside and the values and the more probability based picks, Houston, Chicago, that's, you know, whatever your futures play is, I use five and $10 as like an example. You know, I just, everyone's got their own different margins. We're all different kinds of betters. We're bigger, we're smaller. Like we're, there's the middlers. Like it's okay. Like if your futures bets are a dollar, they're a dollar. Like, you know, like we're here to manage bankroll. We're here to win bankroll and we're here to have positive days stacked on top of each other. We're not here to blow the yacht in the house on a futures wager if that's not your position. So Houston at and Chicago plus 250 for the White Sox plus 240 for Houston. I think that that's immense value. Doubling your money back at least some. If you want to go to Ireland, we love to double. So Dublin is way I'm doing it. And Look, you get five dollars to win like eleven, so or twelve, depending like kind of what the handling fee and all that good stuff would be. So yeah, AL pennant. I think only true value rests with Chicago and Houston there. And then if you are into dark horses and you want to take your sprinkle and you want to put it somewhere, I think that uh, Oakland is the way to do it. NL. It's gonna be a little more clear cut. Oh, I already see something I really like. Okay, so I've talked about Milwaukee already, right? And the Dodgers, I look, I I am 
from the preview article at the beginning of the season that Blake and I did, we both weren't really high on the Dodgers. We knew that there was regression to come. They just, we took the under on their wins. You know, what they did last season was that, that, that was just a shit ton of wins. <laughs> like there's not a, re- they had the highest win total projection over under set uh, preseason in MLB history for this year. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it, it was an easy under. I don't know how we're looking or what we're on pace for, but at the time looking and reading into it, that's what we felt. So I'm not even looking to play the plus 150. You know, that's just little chump change. Those are peas, little Kremlins, crumbs. So, you know, I don't think the Dodgers repeat, and I think that they struggle to get to the World Series. Um, I say that because I think they'll match up against the Brewers, like I already mentioned, who, you know, I gave my final four teams out. You know, I think it's going to be Houston, Chicago White Sox. I think it's going to be the Dodgers and the Brewers. But there's a chance that the Giants see the Dodgers real early on, depending on how the wild card postseason, all that hoopla plays out. And if the Giants get the Dodgers in the postseason, I think we could see the Dodgers have an early exit. Now, I say this. And if it offends some of you, I apologize in advance. But I love the Brewers' odds right here, and it's at plus 420. I just think that that is cool. You know? It's a nice round number. <laughs> okay. Y- y'all, y'all know what I'm getting at. It- it's a cool number. Uh, but f- plus 420 for the Brewers. You know, we-, we love to have fun on betting shows and just, I think, content curation in general about you know when we get a chance to reference like 69 or 420 we get to be immature little kids and do things like ao and ooh 420 uh you know so that's kind of what's going on here i still truly just like the brewers for the baseball sense also but the fact that their odds are at plus 420 i think that could honestly drop down to plus 400 by the time that these markets and these futures markets start taking in a bunch of handle so if I'm playing anything on the National League pennant, I'm just going with the Brewers, I think. Just because San Fran, I, I they've had some underwhelming performances against the Dodgers, but I also think that as a divisional opponent and the additions they made at the deadline, I think that they could also give the Dodgers a good run for their money. With that being said, I'm not... I'm really not sold on the Giants to go very far or all the way in the postseason. And if I'm comparing the Giants and the Brewers, who are very similar, I mean, it's only it's plus 420 for the Brewers, plus 400 for the Giants. Bet 10, win 40. Padres plus 600. I'm not even interested in that. Atlanta plus thir- or 130 to 1 plus 1300. That makes no sense to me because, well, they're pitching. Um, New York Mets, I no, I'm good. Uh, that's plus 900, you know. So out of everything, Mets probably feature the biggest dark horse value at plus 900. Um, so San Francisco, Milwaukee for the NL pennants. I mean, those are the ones that are going to be things that I like to look for. Um, again, I'm not telling you, you have to play all this stuff. This, this is pretty much just me digging into the futures. We haven't done a futures market, uh, breakdown since all these markets have released, you know, the NFL's got all their stuff. Now the MLB's got all their, um, divisional pennant, everything that we're going through right now. There, there is just so many futures markets right now and then speaking of hey on my bookie mybookie.ag there are guys are you know sponsor you hear me talk about them in the pre-recorded segment you know you bet you win you get paid use promo code hoopball but hey outside of the promo that i just had to throw in there they are doing an nfl lock of the season and it's in the dallas and tampa bay game now it's a 25 max bet and sure 25 bucks like 25 bucks will buy me a couple lunches like i can make 25 bucks work for a week's worth full of lunches. I, I guarantee that. I could do a lot with 25 bucks. Buy some awesome Pokemon cards, flip them for double that. 
25 bucks will buy my daughter lots of cool stuff, a box of diapers. <laughs> so, um, butt paste, she uses lots of butt paste, um, new bottles, you know? So 25 bucks is 25 bucks and we're getting a chance to win a free 25 bucks, uh, you know, to collect 50, but lock of the season, Tampa Bay, Dallas, any team to score at minus 110. Lock that in. Put your 25 bucks on it. Even if you only got 30 in your bankroll right now, let's try to build that $5 uh, $5 slowly back up there for you. We'll get you up there. But, uh, yeah, you got to cash in on that free money. All right. I'm going to skip over the AL Central because, obviously, the White Sox are winning that. They're at, like, minus 30,000. I know that's not the way to say, say that. What that's... 3,000 to 1 odds. Yeah. So, or not 3,000 to 1. It's like 1 to 3,000 because it's the opposite. They're minus that. So, no other teams win in that division. This AL East division, though, I think there's some fun futures here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and rule out the Yankees because I don't believe in them. Um, they did not build it and no one came. So, Plus 750, sure, it's a nice-looking round number, but I'm good. Toronto, the Blue Jays, plus 800. Look, they – I don't think they have what it takes to stack up for the longevity of this. You know, Robbie Ray's fizzling out – or he's got to start today, but, you know, we'll see how he fizzles fizzles out if he does. They've still been unhealthy fully at pitcher um, with their starters – Vlad Guerrero is going through a major dip right now. He's, in my opinion, kind of fallen out of the MLB uh, MVP talks. I think right now, MVP, hands down, unanimously, just give it to Shohei Otani. What we're seeing this guy do, um, it's awestruck. It's got me awestruck. It, it, it's, as a baseball fan, it it's beautiful, and it's just absolutely astronomical. It, it's cool. Uh, it's, it's better than Babe Ruth. Like he is blowing Babe Ruth out of the water. And I know baseball is different now. And it, it, I'm a truest and a traditionalist and originalist for the game. I love the old stuff. I believe that the game should change in certain ways, but I definitely don't agree on like robotic strike zones or changing the dimensions of the field. Um, I want some things to just try to remain the same. And look, the thing is, like we got a better version of the Babe Ruth uh, right now, and it's um may not be a popular opinion, but look, it's how I feel. I, it's how I, it's how a lot of people feel. He's doing things that Babe Ruth never did. So Blue Jays plus eight hundred, I'm good. Tampa Bay minus three hundred. There's just really no value there for me in it. And sure, I think they probably take off and win this division. But my pick at the beginning of the season, I believe I had, man, I I should have had the preview article up while I was doing this. You know, ultimately, I want to believe that I said the Yankees because I just thought at that time with everyone they had, you know, pitchers, healthy, uh, you know, they shored up some things. I thought the trajectory and the awareness of what they were trying to do was going to be different. But nope, we've seen the same old, same old Yankees after the first 100 games um, not do anything meaningful at the deadline, but other try to collect every freaking bat. In the, all right, this isn't going to turn into a Yankees bash fest. I'm sorry. I need, I'm getting to de- uh, derailed here. Boston plus 520. I think if you're going to play anything on these division winners in the AL East, that's going to be your cream right there. That's going to turn some butter. I think Boston could probably hit another 10-game win streak before the end of the season. They got a chance to really get hot at some points. They got some decent pockets in their schedule. Tampa Bay, with without Glasnow down the stretch, they I mean they could lose some. You know they're, you know like we're seeing some of their bullpen guys falter. You know McClanahan's, the Flemings, their left-handed pitching is starting to deteriorate in productivity. And uh, they loaded up on some good hitters too. They, I mean, they, they acquired some bullpen arms and such, but I just think it's going to be really close between Tampa Bay and Boston. 
think Boston, I think, has the more value there, obviously. And this other one will be really quick also because it's just a two-horse race with the American League West. Houston, obviously my pick to win the division at the beginning of the year. Uh, I picked them to win the whole damn thing, the whole enchilada taco. And uh, Oakland Athletics, plus 350. Look, if you want a sprinkle, if there's going to be a team that's going to beat Houston and come up and get this division, it's going to be Oakland. And Oakland made the right moves. They made some damn good, perfect moves, seemingly, at the deadline, addressing things that they needed. And they also took care of major business by uh, winning every trade that they were involved with, I feel. You know, I'm still just giddy over that Miami trade. You know, Jesus Luxardo, who actually pitches today, um, Jesus Luxardo going to Miami from Oakland for Starling Marte. I mean, Starling Marte is just, he's probably one of my favorite outfielders. Him and Derek Hill. <laughs> Right now, Tim Anderson at short. Tim Anderson is my favorite shortstop in the in the majors. Love me some Tim Anderson. His swing is just so compact. His defense is pretty good. He had an error last night in the game, though. Threw Obreu off first base, trying to beat out uh, John Carlos Stanton, I believe it was. Anyways, National League Central. Milwaukee, which who I picked at the beginning of the year, uh, is minus two. Let's see, twenty uh, minus twenty five hundred. So minus two fifty to one. Uh, ratios was never my strong suit, or converting these odds into ratios. Um, St. Louis five hundred to one plus five thousand. Uh, Cincinnati plus seven hundred. You know they're not gonna. I just, with the pitching that Milwaukee has, the bullpen, Cincinnati obviously ain't got that bullpen. You know, I check and check for Milwaukee. And then what Milwaukee did is they got better as an offense on the deadline also. And now that they're healthier, Yelich is starting to get right. Look, Yelich has had probably one of his, wor- his worst seasons over the last six years. Like he is having a just opposite Yelich year. He's just, his cadence has been a little off, his rhythm. His action, his activity, like he's just kind of been in and out. He's had a couple lingering injuries. Um, Cincinnati plus seven. Look, I think Milwaukee closed or, you know, shortened the gap on the division's best offense. Cincinnati's still very, very impressive with that collection of boppers that they got. But Milwaukee, this isn't a bet that I'm looking to play on any side as the favorite or the dark horse. I mean, you're going to have to spend. Well, that that be I'm just gonna put it in my bet slip right now to do the math quick for me because I suck at math like we just discovered. So if I put 25 down, I win a dollar. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what I figured. Damn, that's so what that would be 25 to one. Is that how that works? Huh? I think. <laughs> I don't know. Someone DM me after listening to this. Help a brother out. AL East, NL East. I'm sorry. I am not looking to play whatsoever. I don't like betting these games really on the betting cards on a daily standpoint. Atlanta plus 160, New York Mets plus 170, Philly plus 150. That's just a nightmare. I'm good. You know, I I, I don't need to. I know it's probably not going to be Atlanta because Ozzie Albies and Freddie Freeman can't carry that Braves offense, you know, all by themselves. And that's kind of what's happening. Mostly Ozzie Albies right now. Soroka's not coming back. So many injuries to the arms. And this team is just another injury away from just completely falling apart. They didn't do enough at the dead. They couldn't do enough at the deadline to sure up their health issues. The Braves are just kind of out of it, in my opinion. The Mets and the Phillies. I look, Mets are going to Mets and the Phillies. I don't trust their bullpen. So I, I don't have strong beliefs in any of these teams to win the division. It's truly a three coin toss. Like a three it's just I'm I'm uninter- I'm uninterested with this one. I'm good. I'm good. Um Dodgers in the West minus 160. Look, it's it it's the best negative odds that we've got in a division. Sure I know San Fran's tough. But look, they I think they honestly have the 
toughest or like third toughest. It, they're they're up there in regards to remaining schedule, strength of schedule. I mean, they have to play a bunch of people, and I think a lot of the folks that they're going to be playing to end the season are going to be hunting playoff positioning also. So I think right here, the Dodgers at minus 160, I know I just dogged on them a ton, but I think, honestly, they win their division. They win their division. Like, I think that's what happens. But if I go and I do a good $20 bet, we're going to be winning $12.50 to collect $32.50. It's chalk. It's got some juice. But look, I think, I mean, the Padres obviously aren't going to be there. We obvious Arizona, Colorado. Bye. Bye. Um, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be San Fran. But out of all MLB teams and teams that are going to be trying to get in the postseason, the Giants, they got a tough road to climb. Uh, they got some turbulence. So Dodgers, I think they're going to just kind of thrive and pop at the right times. They're going to do what they need to. And uh, that's kind of how I see it. Yep. Really, really like those futures markets. Um, there's some good stuff. There's some not so good stuff. And uh, yeah, so moving on to NFL, we'll do some NFL futures real quick. It's just the Super Bowl that they got. Uh, no, they got AFC. Okay, yeah, they got everything. Make NFL playoffs, regular season ML MVP. Ooh, man, they got everything. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to touch every single thing here, obviously. I might run through a couple divisions. Um, but with that being said, let's, um, I'll move along. Look, the two favorites, Kansas City and the Buccaneers. Kansas City, um, plus 400 to win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, plus 550. You got to, I think you got to kind of put your money on them to start. I mean, with, I mean, until they say otherwise, right? I mean, you're going to go with the Chargers at 330 to one. The Seahawks are at 220 to one. The Browns, 120 to one. The Niners plus 1100. The Bills are at 100 to one. Uh, Packers, 100 to one. Baltimore, 140 to one. The Rams, 140 to one. Dolphins actually got better odds than the Steelers. And the Saints, which obviously makes sense, but better than the Colts right there with the Cowboys. The Dolphins are at 250 to one. That's really odd. That's really odd. Better than the Vikings. The Broncos are plus 1800. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. How are the Denver Broncos plus 1,800? They ain't even going to win their division. Plus 1,800? No. That makes no sense. Okay, with that being said, I'm getting up on out of these things. Look, <laughs> Kansas City, Tampa Bay, I say you take your $10, 10 and 10 um, say we got a $20 bill we're allocating here. We got a 10 and 10, and then you want some $5 sprinkles um, on your Super Bowl champs. I think Buffalo gets a sprinkle. Um, and then I think, uh, let's see, need like an NFC team. San Fran, maybe. I, I think that they're going to have some special stuff this year. The Rams, I think the the Rams are a good one with Matt Stafford being able to evolutionize and fully bring out to the field what Sean McVay wants with that deep ball threat. And they added some playmakers. Now it sucks that Cam Akers is done for before it really even started. But um, yeah, heck yeah. So I really do like some Bills and some Rams as dark horses. Um. Just thinking here, making sure I'm not missing anything. I still can't get over that Miami line. That is so weird. So crazy. Okay. AFC Championship to win 
look, I'm just going to go with my two. I got the Bills at plus 550 in this regard. I got Kansas City at plus 250. You know, you just, you five and five it, I think, you know, if you want. If you got a $10 bill to spend, um, you know, 10 and 10. Like, you know, it, it, like I said, it's, it's just depending on how y'all play. 100 and 100, 1,000 and 1,000. Like, there's people that have very high, very high, you know, bankrolls. Um, AFC divisional, or actually here, let's do NFC championship first. Kind of just skipped over that NFC championship based off these numbers. Um, it's really hard to repeat as Super Bowl champs. So automatically I'm not going to go with Tampa Bay at plus 300 green Bay. That whole franchise is fractured. Aaron Rodgers on his way out plus 600. No, thanks. The Rams and the Niners. Plus 600 for the Rams, plus 500 for the San Fran Niners. I, give me those two. Honestly, I, I like those two a lot. Um, yeah, I think that sticks out a lot to me. Washington football team's got some good odds at 160 to 1. Better than the Falcons, the Panthers, better than the Vikings, the Eagles, the Giants, obviously the Lions. Better, I mean, they match the Saints. And I don't think this, the Saints, I don't know what the Saints do. I'm not sure they make the playoffs, though. I'm not sure. And it's not all tied to Drew Brees or Jameis Winston or whatever, but I just don't know. Arizona plus 1,400. No, I'm good. Yeah. So Los Angeles and San Fran. And if you want, if you want a blindfolded dart throw, I ain't got one for you. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to decide, but no. Okay, so AFC divisional odds real quick. We'll run down these divisions. I'll talk a few baseball games. We'll get rolling. Buffalo in the AFC East. I am high on Buffalo. I am high on Buffalo. They're minus 150. I usually don't like paying minus odds on futures tickets, but I think that's who wins the, the division. Excuse me. Miami Dolphins plus 350, just based off their Super Bowl odds, I think that was little telling, just a little strange. I think Vegas might know something that we don't. Maybe they can get the split or the sweep on the Bills this year and then win a couple of games when they're supposed to. Dolphins plus 350, not terrible value in that division. Um, AFC North, look, it's a three-headed monster, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, every year recently. Uh, Baltimore plus 135, Cleveland plus 140, Pittsburgh plus 420. Ayo, <laughs> we're doing it again. Look, out of those two teams, look, I know Baltimore is pretty much elite. Cleveland's pretty damn good now. Baker Mayfield's still their quarterback, though. I don't know. I, I just, something, you know, I'm not feeling it. I think this is a year that Pittsburgh kind of gets back to where they should be. Plus 420. I think Pittsburgh's going to win that division. I know it's probably crazy on me. But Lamar Jackson's going to have to do a lot. And he's still not throwing the ball as deep or as much. You know, now they just lost Rashawn Bateman, their rookie, getting groin surgery. He was supposed to help bring dynamic play-making ability to this offense to maybe help Lamar Jackson out. But, you know, I'm just not sure. Not sure. Uh, Tennessee minus 140 to win the AFC South. I am I don't – look, I think that they probably do it, health aside, you know, just if they stay healthy. But betting and value, I'm not touching that. Indianapolis plus 180. I'm not touching that. Carson Wentz is their quarterback. I know he's rekindling his coach player relationship with Frank Reich, but um, I mean, what else do they really got there? I mean, they pretty solid defense, that potent offensive line for sure. Young running back and Jonathan Taylor, maybe a sophomore slump to come. But they're an offensive lineman injury away and multiple Carson Wentz turnovers away from shooting down their leg. Uh, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson situation, just pure trash organization right now, plus uh, 2,500, 250 to 1. 
Nope, not looking at that. But what I will look at, and I think there is a lot of great, exciting young talent on this other team in the division. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're plus 600. Look, Tennessee is an injury or two away. Indianapolis is an injury or two away. And I think they're already better than Houston Jacksonville is with their talent, their coaching in hand. And look, I think Jacksonville finishes second in the division. I'm going to say it. I think Jacksonville can finish second in this division. The Colts, I just, after the last couple of years, it's hard for me to believe in Carson Wentz. Very surely, very surely. Kansas City, AFC West. I, we're not going to talk about the AFC West. So <laughs> they're minus 250. Um, NFC divisional odds. We'll breeze through these and then we'll get some baseball. Um, NFC East, always a better's nightmare to try to have futures tickets on. I'm good, but I would lean Washington football team. Upgraded situation with the quarterback coming in of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, good veteran presence to make Terry McLaurin a very volume-based number one wide receiver. Antonio Gibson looking to continue on his rookie success. Sophomore slump is something I believe in, though. I think that they have some relevant pieces with Logan Thomas. Uh, Is it Logan Thomas or Logan Paulson? Thomas. Logan Thomas, the tight end. I think that's what it is. They also got Curtis Samuel in the offseason, so some more stuff for Fitzpatrick to work with. Some more Fitzmagic late in his career. Green Bay minus 150 to win the NFC North. I really just don't. It's Aaron Rodgers. But how disgruntled is he? You know, this is a narrative-based future play. And, it you know, there's not a lot of value in this division. The Bears are plus 400. The Vikings are plus 200. But they got Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. And I think we're going to see regressions from Adam Thielen and, you know, all sorts of just guys not doing what they should do so i think that the nfc south with the buccaneers at minus 200 look the falcons plus 700 carolina plus 900 saints plus 300 i'm i'm good on any of that like i don't i'm not looking at that the rams plus 200 to win their division um I really like that. Seattle plus 275, San Fran plus 190, Arizona plus 400. Look, just put a play on any of these teams if you want. Honestly, Arizona being the least confident one I have in saying this, but any of these teams can win this division. Um, I just really like what Matt Stafford's bringing into the Rams offense. He is going to be able to get the ball spots on the field that Goff never even had dreams about doing. And he's a veteran. He's a lot smarter and learned. He's very cerebral also. He's a great quarterback. He's just got to stay healthy. Um, So with that being said, let's hop on out of that. Let's jump into some MLB talk and then let's wrap this show up so we can get you on, get you out with your day, listen to your content and all that good stuff. So. I want to start with, what do I want to start with, actually? What do I want to start with? Um, okay, here, let's, okay, we'll, we'll bridge the gap. Uh, preseason stuff tonight. There's uh, three games. We got Tennessee and Atlanta. We got Buffalo and Detroit, which, you know, Tennessee, Atlanta with the whole Julio thing. Uh, Dallas, Arizona. I am going to be playing the under on all all NFL preseason week one games went one and one last night. I mostly just want to track this data and see how it goes. Uh, Tennessee and Atlanta under 38 Buffalo, Detroit under 36 and a half. It's actually gone up a half hook to 37 on the total Dallas, Arizona under 38 and a half. And this one has actually come down to 38. So that steam's following me. Like I said last night, went uh, over 36 and a half in the Pittsburgh Philly game. That was, went 40 total points. Then we had 35 points scored in the New England Washington game. So that went under. So, so far, one and one on the NFL preseason week one uh, underplays. 
will let you know and update you how this goes. Milwaukee, man, I got them on the brain. And they're in a good spot today against Pittsburgh. I think this is a good spot to start. We'll roll with it. And look, there is all sorts of stuff to look at here because we got Brett Anderson, a lefty on the mound, and the the Pirates have actually been surging against lefties. I'm not trying to sit here and say that the Pirates offense is a renaissance or anything, but look, they're actually playing well. It's going to be humid, 84 degrees, slight breeze out, and the total is at nine. It was at nine and a half, but the nine and a half was getting shade of minus uh 115 minus 120 in some spots but now it's come to a nine and it's got even juice at minus 110 so mitch keller is going to be on the mound for the pirates and this is the big part of why i think this game is going to be uh the over in play because against right-handed hitting i mean just look at eduardo escobar is just a stud 342, Willie Adamas, 310, Omar Navarez, their catcher. I love this guy. 305, Rowdy Taez, questionable. So it would stink if he's out because he hits 305 with a 979 OPS. Look, this this Brewers offense, this Brewers team is just well suited for success today. Um and I I, you know, look, I know Brett Anderson's a little loose cannon. He He's not the best pitcher to kind of try to support. But this offense for the Brewers right now is just absolutely just dynamic. Like they are, look, they just scored like 17 runs last night on the Cubs after scoring 20 on them the night before. I mean, they, they are scoring runs in droves right now. When they say you're hot, you're hot. And besides Brian Reynolds and Park, the Pirates don't really do much against lefties. But with that being said, I think they'll do enough. Over nine is getting some minus 115 shade treatment in some spots. So I think that Milwaukee in Pittsburgh over nine is where I'm going to start my card. Cleveland and Detroit, we got Zach Plesic on the mound. And then I believe it's Tyler Alexander. It is. He's a lefty. The Indians have been sneaking some good at bats against lefties. And the injured Tigers are still doing well. You know, we won our two plays on them last night against the Orioles. I was under 11, and then I was on Detroit plus 135. 130, I think, is what we got them. They're still down. Derek Hill, my new baseball crush. Grayson Griner, Akil Badu is still out with this concussion. Nico Goodrum with a strained left. Let me try that again. Strain left groin. And um, they're all out in there indefinitely. Harold Ramirez, uh, tight knee is questionable for the Indians. But look, 311 for Ahmed Rosario, 266 for Jose Ramirez, who's an on base animal, 286 for uh, Oscar Mercado against lefties 261 from El Reyes who has good good power and uh if Miles Straw and Clement and um Miller can just kind of do enough get on base and let the other guys work them in I think that we could see a really good play on the over here um I was looking at over nine and a half when it first came out uh but it's now dropped to nine over nine and is getting the shade of minus 120 Tyler Anderson, the lefty, like I said, he's got a 4.35 ERA for Detroit. Plezak, 4.84. He had a really good starting, if I remember right, in his last start. So I'm looking for that to maybe negatively regress here, especially since the Tigers are at home. They're only three games under 500. They just keep getting closer and closer. And I think both teams are going to be able to score tonight. Of course, against righties, there's only a select few that really does that good or you know they there's a lot of team downgrades for the tigers against righties but the last righty they faced they absolutely lit up and i don't think that please doing anything special right now he's got some peripherals that could bite him it's all going to be on candelario 
Uh, we need to see Victor Reyes get involved. Willie Castro, he hits under the Mendoza line as well as Eric Haas against righties, but Haas just had a pretty good game against the right-handed pitcher, so maybe that's a springboard. Harold Castro, 290, leads the team against righties in terms of uh, batting average. Now, if Derek Hill was in there, they'd be a little bit better looking. And uh, Akil Badu, if I remember right, he is a really good righty hitter. So as of right now, over nine has something in store for me. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. Detroit are the underdogs, um, undercats, whatever you want to call them. And it's, mm, man, I was looking at Cleveland's team total, which is four and a half. It's got minus 115 shade to the over shading on the total over shading on a team total over that I like. I think I'm going to hold off until I see something else, but, uh, Plus one and a half on the run lines, getting minus 150 juice. Minus 150, minus 160 is usually like my cutoff on plays. I'm not going to try to I'm – not, I'm not putting it in the wager pass. Minus 150 is way too much to put in the wager pass. I mean, it's not something I really like to even use on free plays, but it's telling. I'm using it as a tool. Minus 150 on the run line, only even money. Look, I've been doing really good with the Tigers as underdogs lately. They're at home. Sure, a hitting downgrade against righties, but in here, I'll pull up, we'll probably backtrack on this as it loads, but I'll pull up just some daily baseball data to see how Detroit does against Zach Plezak. So, or Zach Plezak, that's so weird. It's like he's got his name twice in there. So against Plezak, we got not a lot of success. Actually, hmm. Eric Haas has only got two at bats. He's only seen six pitches, so can't really use his stuff. But you got guys like Jonathan Scope who have started 0 for 7 against Plezak, Robbie Grossman 0 for 4, Harold Castro 1 for 6, Miguel Cabrera 2 for 11, Jaime Candelario 2 for 10. Man. Willie Castro is the only guy that's done decent, and he's four for ten with a, a double, a home run, two runs, an RBI, a walk, a strikeout. He's got a 700 slugging. His OPS is uh, over 1.00, 486 WOBA, 300 ISO. So I might look for positive. Look, it, it's telling that they have done so bad against him in this expanse or this sense here, this, this number, this expansive set of numbers. But I mean, positive regression could come. I don't think for Eric Haas, cause he struggles against, you know, righties regardless, but guys like Jonathan scope and Robbie Grossman are two good of hitters. Not to mention scope and Grossman have walks against Plezak, which means they see the ball a little bit better. Eric Haas does not have any walks. So I think if Detroit's going to do anything tonight, they're going to have to be patient. They're going to have to definitely get on base by drawing some walks. And I think they've been doing really well with that lately and being aggressive on what's in the zone, but also being very disciplined on what's outside of the zone. Okay, so moving on. Long story short, I think the over is in play for me in that one. I really like Detroit as an underdog again. I mean, it's uh, again and again. So Houston is going up against L.A., the Angels of Anaheim. I still like to reference them, too. 10-3, and three, Zach Greinke is on the year. 3.69, 3.69, damn, she's fine, ERA. The wind's blowing out at 7 miles per hour, 75 degrees. It's clear skies. Patrick Sandoval, the lefty, five. I'm sorry, 3.39. My eyes are terrible. I need some readers. Is his ERA. Houston getting 69% of the money, AO, and 73% of the bets. And look, against lefties, the Astros are really good. So I really like this Taylor Jones kid. Kyle Tucker at the bottom of the order. Led me as Diaz. I love this guy. He he plays anywhere. I love using him on DraftKings because he's usually like $2,400 and you can plug him in three different spots. And he's talented. He's 
doing what a veteran needs to do within this Houston lineup. Martin Maldonado, 232, which is up from his buck 80 average on the year against lefties. He is hitting way better. And then you look at right-handed pitching given issues to the Angels. You see a couple guys that stick out in Max Stassi, but he's questionable. He's been hurt over the last couple days. Um, downgrade for Fletcher, under 300. 322 for Walsh, though, um, up from his 269. And then there's a 333 um, average here on Sandoval. I don't know his first name. It's a P, and I'm really not trying to assume it's Pablo Sandoval, the uh, Kung Fu Panda. I think he's with Atlanta, but I think he might have switched teams around the deadline. I'm not sure. Anyways, he's half the devil at 333. Joseph Adele, 429 against righties. I don't know how many at-bats really he has. But look, fact of the matter is the Astros are minus 130 on the money line. Um, And it's actually come down a lot. It's come down a lot. Um, I'm just going to look and see. I wonder if... Oh, yeah, Justin Upton, he owns... That's right, Justin Upton owns that Grinky. 310 average. Six oh hey, six 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 we six RBIs, six walks, six strikeouts. Um, like I said, I think the spots and the impress uh, impressiveness and productivity are going to come from random little parts in this Angels lineup, if there is any. Houston, we know what we're getting. We're getting one of their best pitchers on the mound. We know that they do really well against lefties. The Sandoval kid's a young guy. Houston does really well in the division, and the Angels have a terrible bullpen. The Astros on the road, six games over 500, and um, kind of been underperforming lately, four and six in their last 10. So I'm looking forward to them getting things rolling their offense needs to start clicking that's for sure i really like over eight and a half it's risen up to nine i had eight and a half last night at minus 105 odds with this angels bullpen i just gotta i just gotta i just gotta and if i want something else i would probably look at going with houston's team total over four and a half i would sprinkle half a unit on these team totals three and a half i think is a good look for the angels but you know, it's Grinky. He's my boy. I can't be betting against him. Houston, I would take their team total if I already didn't have two plays in this game. Um, and then Houston in the first five, I think, is something that I think interests me at pick. So minus 0.5 on the run line in the first five. And that's minus 105. So I think that's some really good value there. So I'm looking for, I'm sorry, Atlanta. What am I doing? I'm looking at something different. Uh, I'm looking for Houston to control this game early and often. So I've got a couple different angles and some stuff I still need to dig into for this MLB slate. Those were the things that kind of stuck out to me. I will say I am not going to be on the Chicago and Miami game. I will be passing on that one completely. Atlanta, Washington, I'm going to be going and staying away from that one. Cincinnati, Philly, Zach Wheeler coming off a complete game. So I might look to fade him. I know that pitchers that throw no hitters in complete games, their next start, they're a little less able to produce. Um, Dodgers, Mets, no thank you. Uh, Oakland, Texas, Cole Irvin, a lefty. He could give the Rangers some serious issues. I wouldn't really want to bet too much on it, though. St. Louis and Kansas City. This is the I-80, I think is what it the interstate is out that way towards Kansas City and St. Louis that connects them. Uh, it's that rivalry. So this is a weird, complex game here. Jack Flaherty going against Mike Miner. Tampa Bay, Minnesota, McClanahan. Look, I don't want to play this game against Minnesota and Pineda, Colorado and San Fran, Gomer, Desclafani on the mound. Uh, this is a game being the chase game. I probably will have some exposure on. I just don't know as of right now what it is. So I think that's going to wrap the show. Been a nice show here. Been pretty long. We covered lots. Futures Friday. 
MLB stuff tonight, fresh series. All these guys are starting fresh sets. So with that being said, I am sending you all of my good vibes, all of my positive energies. I hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you have a safe day. Make sure to be safe, be kind, do something nice for someone if you can. I hope something nice and positive happens for you. I truly do. And uh, don't forget your promo codes. Don't forget that I appreciate y'all listening. And the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts really helps us. So if you would, let me give you a little more homework to go do that. Leave a couple, two, few words. Five-star review that bad boy. Screenshot it. Send it up. We'll uh, we'll get you some... Uh, We'll get you some schmackles or something. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, reward you. So tell your friends, tell your family, let them know that we like new listeners and new promo codes activated. So with that being said, today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.